consensus episode, whatever, 10 minutes. No. We'll just... Oh, overall, we're like at 95 or something. I thought, we, had, I thought we hit the 100. Not yeah. yet. Nope. And trust me, when we get 100, it'll be a big deal. We'll have a party on our podcast live. Yeah, great. We'll do something. Yeah, your, your parties suck. Um, <laughs> so this is, but this is part three of a three-part series. And yes, each part counts as an episode. So Correct. we can get to episode 100 fast and then retire finally. Thank That's right. goodness. Thank the good Lord. Yeah. So um, this last one, the first one we did on part one was compromising, you know, for pleasure or for sin. Part two was compromising for conformity or peer pressure. Part three was compromise, in a good way, compromise for Christ mm. or for self-sacrifice. Bars. No, thank you. I got a lot of scripture, but I got that in the later part of my notes. So I wanted to share personal experiences in the beginning. Can I just say before you get to that, I tried to come up with uh, all C's for each of these. Right, so you got conformity in Christ. Yeah. could not think of anything for the first one. Um, I thought about maybe spelling sin with a C, but that doesn't seem right. Um, so I just want to put that out there. I tried to do a classic sermon thing where you make compromise. them all the C's, but... No, hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't think. I, my thought was maybe compromise for comfort, but that doesn't feel right. Um, I, I just couldn't do it at um, time. See, you said compromise for sin, right? Yeah. You should have said, oh, well... It's not the last word. You could have did compromise. No, because I just typed in other words for sin, and then it gave me um, commit a sin or commit an offense. Yeah. Right? Oh, 79 synonyms for sin. You could have put crime, compromising for crime. No? I'll tell you what. If we think of something, if you think of something, let me know. No, and I, by the I, time I, the people are listening to this, the first one would have been out like four weeks ago. So they'll know if we came up with a good title. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I just want to put that yeah. out there. Yeah. Go ahead. That's why you're not the preacher. Um, <laughs> That's exactly why I can't come Compromise up for pleasure or sin um, was the first one because I'm looking at the wrong notes still. Compromise <laughs> for conforming to rest is number two. Number three, compromise for Christ or self-sacrifice. So I got a lot of scripture I'll share with later. I want to share some personal experiences Please. and then you can do your thing. Sure. Um, so when I think of compromise for Christ or self-sacrifice, I think of things we need to do on the daily. When the Bible talks about, you know, pick up your cross, follow me. There are things we have to do on the daily that for us personally as overall, all or should I say all Christians, there are things we're going to have to sacrifice. And we're going to have to, in a sense, cut ties or compromise. So in a good way, because we're fully giving to Christ. And then there are going to be things where some Christians have to do because of their personal issues that they're going to do. And there are going to be people who, who have other things, but other Christians do other things, but on a daily basis. So for me, I keep it real, keep it 100, keep it OG. What can I say? Today's going to be great. You feeling okay? See, I'm just top She's of the dome falling. right here. Just falling. Um, so, but I'm going to get going with this for your sake. Because we got to finish this episode, Brokenness to Faith. Look, no, no, it's not even on there. No, no, no. this is straight no. from the mouth. So, yeah. Um, but let me give you the daily, my weekly routine, right? So I work Monday through Saturday. Six mm-hmm. days a week, I have Sundays off. Um, and so that's two jobs. One Monday through Friday, one Saturday. Both legit, both get checks, both get taxed the crap out of by Dang. California. 
pray for Newsom, Pelosi, and our government that they and the whole government in the U.S. to change that. We stop taxing us. We fought over things years ago over a small percentage tax from what was it Britain, and now we we tax the crap out of everybody, and we don't. We just allow it. It's but Monday through Saturday, I work right. Yeah, and so there are things in my life. I used to sleep around. I used to gamble my life away. Porn was involved in, in that too. So there are things that I have done. So in my life, over the last few years, longer than that, where I've built ties. Not the last few weeks, but the last few years where I've, I've put things in place. In a sense, you can call them sacrifices. So for me, I put on a program on my phone. And I have friends who I know from various churches who have the same program on their phone. And what it does is it sends a report every week. Or you can put it every other day. Mine's every week. So every week, these few people will get a report on my phone, on their phone, that will say, this is, we didn't find anything that looked offensive, like sexually or something maybe bad. It doesn't have to necessarily be sexually. And then I get theirs on various times. And um, even to that point, on top of that, there will be, like mine has the extra feature. I bought the extra feature. So it just blocks it. And there's a basic one where it sends the reports for a few bucks a month, so you can still look at what you want to look at, but they'll get that report, or you can just have it blocked. Now, you know, there are times where they'll get a report, and they'll say, this is concerning, and you click it, and sometimes it's like a picture, and they show a glitchy picture, but it'll be like some card openings, like, because I wa- like watching the basketball, football cards, I collect cards, Pokemon, it'll be something like that, or me and my girlfriend, we, we Zoom, you know, and Instagram, nothing inappropriate, it'll just be us on the screen, but for some reason, it detects maybe a lot of skin or something for whatever reason. and then But they see that and they say, okay, that's fine. But they see other things. They tell me something. Sure. The same with me to them. I'll bring stuff up to them. But that's the sacrifice. Some people might not have to make that sacrifice. They may not have a problem. There are certain things, like for instance, there was a family member, like I was going to get Hulu. But my phone can't have Hulu because this blocker won't allow Hulu on it for some reason. It allows Netflix or Disney+. Plus. But it doesn't allow Hulu. But that's not the end of the world. I'd rather have this on my phone than that. Um, For instance, I used to have a smart TV. And then I realized when I had all these things locked down, I couldn't put anything on my smart TV to block those things. Because it it wouldn't allow those types of programs on it. So then I just said for a while, I'm not going to have a smart TV. Well, eventually I forgot about it. And now like the last like year maybe yeah year or so i've been thinking i need to go get my smart tv back to my parents i just keep forgetting and now that i moved to another spot i'm like well i'm just probably gonna get a new one but at first i couldn't yeah that was a sacrifice i made for a while i knew a guy who who was addicted to marijuana regardless of what you say i believe it can be an addiction and um, pornography and when he told his wife all these issues he was having um he switched to a flip phone for like a year and a half. Grown man, owns his own business, kids and a wife, and he did that. Sacrifice. Um, but these are things, like I mentioned last episode, there was a girl I had to cut ties with because I just couldn't hang out with her anymore. It was just bad. I, in the early stages of my going to my recovery meetings, I, I shared in our open share time there was a text that I hadn't deleted yet, and I, I never, I always felt guilty, so I never saved the numbers in my phone of a girl I had, a different girl who I'd been hanging out with, time, and I didn't delete it, and I know I should. And she wanted to hang out that night, and I just, I was open. I say, look, it hasn't been deleted yet in my time to share. 
I don't know what I'm going to do, but I just wanted to share that. You know, and they say thanks, whatever. The next person shares whatever they want to share, if they want to share it all. And then someone, one of the leaders came up to me because I was a leader, but we're real with each other. It's okay. Sure. And yeah. he said, hey, you know, maybe you probably should delete that. I can't make you do anything, but just, you know, and eventually, you know, I did. Um, but like Monday through Saturday, I work. I keep busy. You know, that that's... That's what I do. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm on leadership at a program called Celebrate Recovery. If you were at prayer many weeks ago, by the time this episode comes yeah, out. talking like two, three months. Yeah. Um, well, we have, I shared uh, about Celebrate Recovery. I'm on leadership at two. You know, yeah. and it's a 12-step program. For me, I work on my sexual integrity, the, the, the sleeping around, the gambling, and all these mental health issues that I have. And, and, and there are people who work on their different issues you know, the pornography, the drugs, the drinking, or this codependency, the the self-worth issues, the harm, uh, relationship issues, abandonment issues, whatever. And so Tuesdays, Thursdays, I'm on leadership at one. Mondays, I lead a step study. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, in the afternoon after work, I'm doing something. Step studies in uh, an hour and a half. Tuesdays, Thursdays are two hours each, but I'm there an hour early because I'm on leadership. That's three hours. Wednesdays, I'm at a prayer service like at 5 o'clock. Well, probably closer to 5.15, 5.20. I know. I'm sorry, everybody. I should be there earlier. But, you know, and then I'm there till 7.30, 8 o'clock. After, and every day I'm working eight, uh, 7.45 to 4.15, 4.30, and I'm doing these things. Saturday, same thing. I mean, I've been here all day after work. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Uh, you know, we better get good food tonight because I'm, like, dying. All these things, you know. But that's what I need in my life. So through two nights of the week... I help with Celebrate Recovery. Another night of the week, I lead a step study with a small group of men for Celebrate Recovery. That's like an eight or nine month thing, seven to nine month thing. And every Wednesday and Saturday night, I'm, I'm doing sound for our prayer worship service. And then Sunday, my only day off, I usually pop in at the end of service, except for tomorrow, which, you know, this won't be tomorrow when this comes out, but tomorrow, oh, months before, I'm helping do sound again. But it's good for me to keep busy. And then so I have Friday evenings off. And then I have all Sunday off to do whatever I want. But the rest of the time, I'm busy. Why am I busy? Because it's good for me to be busy. It's good sure. for me. Now, I if you're too busy, that's bad. Burnout. And you could be you could lean into frustration, different emotions, and fall back yes, into whatever yeah. sin. But too much free time, too much idle time is bad too. Yeah. We need to die to self. We have to sacrifice to self. You have to sacrifice when you come to Christ. When we come to Jesus, we have to sacrifice. So... I have things on my phone, so I can't have Hulu. Not the end of the world. Who cares? First world problems. Well, for a while, I decided not to have a smart TV. Not that I couldn't. I just chose not to. Now I feel yeah. like I can, and I, and I probably will. You know, I keep busy six day, six days a week with work, and you know, one, two, three, four, five nights a week of something going on. That's just reality. I keep busy. You know, the other day it was like two days ago. I was talking to my girlie because. I left my house at like 7.15, no, like 7.20-ish for work. And I didn't get home till like 9.30 at night. Sure. And that's, in, I think it was a Thursday, and that's every Thursday that happens. That just is what it is. But I'm filling myself up with good things. When we compromise, in a sense, when we come to Christ, now we have to compromise things we've done in the world. Yeah. So, you know, you come to Jesus, now you're going to start going to church. Well, now you're going to have to compromise your time, per se, to make time to go to church. I mean, you're going to yeah. want to, for sure. Yeah. But for the sake of the phrase, you know, we're now making time 
to come to church because we want to, because we're believers. So we have to cut things out, cut sleep out, cut this or that out. When you, if you go to recovery meetings or if you go to prayer service or, you know, you have to cut time out in your personal time to read the Bible, pray, because now you're a believer. So when you come to Christ, there are going to be things you're going to have to cut out and cut off. And you're going to have to replace them with biblical things that God would want us to do so we can be spiritually blessed. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. yeah, I like what you said. Um, I wrote in my notes, crucify yourself daily as well. Because I had the same idea that it's not just one, you know, event and that's it, right? It is a daily thing. There, There is a lot of little things that we have to give up for Christ. You know, uh, the thought that came to my mind is because compromising in, in the other sense is... I give up something, and then you give up something for me, right? Or I give you something, you give me something, right? There's that mutual exchange. Yeah. And oftentimes, we find ourselves in one or two positions where we either give up Christ for sin, or we give up sin for Christ, right? And that's kind of what you're talking about, is you know, giving up some of those things, giving up some of that, even if it's not necessarily bad, and we'll, I'll transition to that into a moment, but it is a daily thing. It is something you have to do every time, and there are times where you have to give up something because it is just not good for you. I, I remember in high school, I had a group of friends who were generally, they were pretty good friends. Like they were... No, they weren't. I knew your friends in high school. Xavier was a bad influence okay. on Okay, I was talking about like non-church people. They were actually like, they were pretty good people. Like they were, you know, good friends. They were supportive. They helped me through things. Right? Like they were, by any standard, good friends. There was nothing about them that would be like, oh, these are toxic people would be around whatever but they weren't safe so you know in high school they were just getting into a lot of stuff and i had the the the, uh i guess foresight to say that as good as these people are like in terms of just good friends they're bringing me down bad paths they're introducing me to things they're they're i'm doing things with them that are just not good and i had to give up those friendships and it was hard it it sucked because they again they were good friends but it it was ultimately better for me to not have those influences, to not be around those people as much as it sucked and it hurt. And sometimes we have to give up things that might not be sinful, but are not good. Like you said, you know, a phone or Hulu or whatever. These aren't necessarily bad things, but we have to give them up because it's for Christ. It, it, it's what we need to do to serve Him. And so that is a daily thing, but... You know, sometimes it can be more bigger things. Um, I, I I was read this story um, in it was eighteen thirteen uh, during the the Napoleonic Wars in Europe. Uh, Prussia was running Where? Prussia. You know, Prussia between Germany and Russia. Yeah, I just, Prussia. It sounded weird the way you said it. Uh, at the time, Prussia was you know fighting off Napoleon in France. And it sounded like you said Prussia, and I'm like, who is he trying oh, to crush? Oh, they're to the south. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so they're running low on money, and, and the king had this idea to say like to, to all the women of the the, the nation, you know. If you could give in your jewelry, turn in your jewelry, your your gold and your silver, so that we can melt it down to fund our country, to to fund the military, and a surprising number, almost all of them, came in and turned in their jewelry, and it, as a form of compensation, they were given iron jewelry, so like iron rings, iron necklaces, just to, as a token of appreciation. Right, iron was cheap; it was plentiful, so it didn't matter, and. 
on those like iron rings and jewelry was the inscription, I gave gold for iron. And it actually became very popular to have these things because it was not because iron is valuable, but it was a sign of, of patriotism. It was a sign of devotion to their country that they were willing to give up their valuable items for the sake of their country existing and surviving. And I love that phrase, I gave gold for iron. Because that's kind of what, as Christians, we're doing. We're giving up the quote-unquote gold of the world for what appears to be iron, but in reality is so much more, right? In this lifetime, it might not be much. You know, not having Hulu, not having this, not doing that, not being around these people, you know, in the present moment can suck, but you're getting so much more, right? It's the idea that I might not have the gold, but I'm serving my kingdom. I'm helping my kingdom. I'm helping the cause. I'm serving Christ. And and that's the mentality we have to have is that, yes, this is a sacrifice. It's a compromise. I'm giving up something. But what you're getting in return is so much more, right? In, in the previous two episodes, everything that you get from that compromise really isn't worth it, right? The sin, the, the conformity, the safety, the comfort, none of that is really worth what you're losing but in this situation it's the exact opposite you're gaining so much more than you could ever think to lose right it it doesn't even compare and and i think we have to have that mentality when we're talking about crucifying yourself daily dying to flesh right you know doing these things is that it's hard and and there might not be anything uh, uh obviously sinful about what we're giving up but it's for a a better purpose um i have a bit more to say but i'll I'll take a break if you got some more points before i kind of switch gears a bit no you can switch gears because it'll probably be probably similar (laughs) okay i I mean it's kind of in the same vein but i want to talk a little bit more about you know when to talk about this oh who is that jay tyler (laughs) it's tight um you know because sometimes you know with our sacrifice isn't necessarily something bad or it isn't to avoid something bad. For example, Abraham, right? Abraham was asked to sacrifice Isaac. And even though there was no intention for him to actually do it, that was a compromise that Abraham had to make, right? When he was asked to go up that mountain, he didn't know what the end result was. Mm -hmm. But he was basically in that moment for our context saying, I am willing to compromise my son. I'm willing to give up this thing because that's what God wants, right? And that's a pretty extreme thing to give up. And there's nothing wrong with Isaac. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't a child that came out of a sinful relationship. It was a gift from God. It was ordained miracle that they had that child. So there was nothing negative about Isaac's existence. There was nothing bad about it. Yet God asked him to give it up. And... Sometimes that's the sacrifice we have to make. Mm-hmm. It's not giving up something bad or giving up something worldly or protecting ourselves from sin. It's something that is through and through a good thing, but God asks us to sacrifice it. Mm-hmm. And that's when the compromise can be very difficult. It can be very hard to do those things. And that's where I think compromising for Christ really gets hard, is when it's something good, when it's something that you know has no negative value to it. It's just something God wants us to give up, you know, and and that's part of it. And, you know, I I was thinking the other day, you know what I would call the most dangerous thing to pray? You have a guess? 
the most dangerous prayer. Uh, your will be done, not mine. Exactly. That's the most. Hey. As I say, that's the most dangerous thing you can pray because the moment you say your will be done, not mine, you open up the door for God to say, "All right, then, go here. Right, quit your job, sell everything you own, go to this mission field." And say, you know what, God, your will be done. All right, go up that mountain and, and sacrifice your son. Is that really your will? All right, then I, I guess I'll do it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when we say that thing, your will be done, we're opening up the door for God to say, all right, I need you to give up this thing. That's not always the case, but once you give up that self-control, that ownership of your life, you might have to sacrifice some things. You might have to compromise some things. You might have to make yourself honorable in a good way, right? Make yourself open to to God's you know, molding of your life and, and changing things and getting rid of things. And that's not easy. You know, it, it's easy to just say, you know what, I really, it's not because of sin. It's not because of conformity. I just really don't want to have to sacrifice this thing. I just really don't want to have to give up something for Christ. Yeah. You know, as, as simple as that. And, and if we're not, Part of it's those daily sacrifices, right? Those little things, those daily, just like little compromises can lead to really crazy ones. It's the same thing with Christ, right? The little things we do, that little 30 minutes in the morning to pray and, and read scripture, that you know hour we spend at church, those little things can build to the point where it's easy to give up. They're not easy, but it's more possible to give up internet or to give up going to certain restaurants or to give up hanging out with certain people, right? Those things become easier when we're making those little sacrifices. If, if Abraham was just some random guy and God said, sacrifice your son, he probably would have said no. But Abraham had, had spent years and decades living with, with God, living in the blessing of Isaac and, and that gift that he had received to when God made that, that request of him, it was still hard but he was more prepared for, which is something mm-hmm. I said in the previous episodes. It's There is that idea of the little compromises make the big ones easier. Mm-hmm. And that's not only a negative, but it can be a positive when we're talking about compromising for Christ. You know, Jesus didn't get baptized and then immediately go to the cross. He spent three years of prayer, fasting, growth, teaching, being with his disciples to get to that point where he could be in the garden and say, all right, God, your will, your will be done mm-hmm. in this situation. You do what you need me to do. That probably wouldn't have happened if Jesus had come up out of the waters and then immediately walked to the cross. That, you know, I don't think it would have played out that way. There's a reason those three years had to happen. And we can't expect to just immediately be the most self-sacrificial people for Christ immediately. You know, sometimes you can. People give up, you know, alcohol immediately and, and break addictions immediately. It can happen, but oftentimes it takes daily compromises, daily sacrifices to get to those points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I everything you said, I agree with. Good. And when we look at, yeah, <laughs> finally, huh? Uh, but let's look at some scripture on dying yeah, yeah. to self. Yeah. Um, Galatians 2.20, one of the, I don't want to say generic because the Bible's you know, holy, but one of the ones people quote the most not that they live by the most, but they quote the most. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah. Shout out. New creation. 
by Jackie Francois. You got to check out that song. It's based off this verse. Oh. It's hot. I've been crucified with Christ. And so, oh, oh, dang it. Um, <laughs> but Christ now lives in me. Okay. Nice. It's way better. That's Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. No longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, gave himself for me. Galatians 5.24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. Mm. Matthew 10.38. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. You know, if we are going to sacrifice our lives, you know, if we're going to be Christians, we have to sacrifice our lives. And like the Bible says, Jesus says here, and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. When we have that judgment time in front of God, you say, I did all these things, but you did not sacrifice for me. You did not daily pick up your cross and follow me. But, but Jesus, no one's perfect. Yeah, but you saying that has the attitude of someone who didn't care to strive for holiness and perfection. Sure. Yeah. That's people who say that, they're not really striving for holiness and perfection. Yeah. That, that's exactly, keep it 100, that's exactly what it is. You know, and that to me is reality. But then, if we want to look at, um, if we want to look at the other part of it, I have it here, uh, bam, on my phone because I did high, I did some hybrid notes this time. Oh, man. The, you know, we were talking dying to self. Now this one's on sacrifice, mm-hmm. um, and this this is things we need to. Um, sacrifice in our lives, not just giving up. Sacrifice to me isn't just giving up stuff. Sure. But it's replacing it, and a lot of times replacing it with a lifestyle. Yeah. Things that are better than what you're giving up. Proverbs 21, 3. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. So I know back in Bible times... They would sacrifice like literal sacrifices. And Proverbs twenty one three, do to no to do. Well, we always mix those words up, son. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. So these are some things. A few verses I'm going to go over that are better than the generic worldly sacrifice or what the Christians say. Oh, I'm sacrificing my time to go to church. Okay, guys, whatever. <laughs> right here, Proverbs 21, verse 3, talks about how right, doing righteousness and living out righteousness and doing justice is more important than doing some through-the-motion sacrifice. Well, I go to church, or I believe I believe in God and I give, and but there's so much more to it. Sure. Look at uh, uh, Hosanna, uh, no, Hosea 6, 6. Um, I just had it, and now, okay. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Mm. No, that's Old Testament, but look at New Testament. Where these, where these people, they were all about the sacrifice. They're all about the burnt offering. They're all about all these things except for actual steadfast love. They knew the sacrifice, but they didn't know the heart behind it. They, they, they did all these offerings, but they didn't really know the knowledge of God and what he really wanted. Right. You know, how many Christians do that? 
you know, when we look at, you know, the ver- chapter 6, verse 6, it's what we should desire that's more important than the sacrifice. When we look at Proverbs 21, 3, it's the right doing righteousness and doing justice, living righteousness and doing justice that are more important than sacrifice. Hebrews 13, 15, through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. What's more important in a sense than generic sacrifice is genuine praise to God. Mm. Not just attending church, because he care less, because there are people who have attended church for years, and means crap. It means nothing. Because what are you doing with that? He would rather he would rather you praise him genuinely in your heart, you know, or with your lips, wherever, at home, with you and, and your husband, you and your wife, your kids, and go to church every Sunday and be on your phone and not give a care in the world. Because there are certain things that are better than sacrifice. Proverbs 21.3, that's doing righteousness, living out righteousness and doing justice. Uh, Hosea 6.6, 6, you know, it's what we should desire. And if we desire the right things, that's more important than sacrifice. Hebrews 13.15, praise to God. Genuine praise to God is more important than the sacrificing of just showing up to church. Who cares? Matthew 9.13, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. That's Jesus talking. What's more important than than sacrifice or like religious leader style, style sacrifice is mercy. Mercy for others. He desires mercy. And if he's going to give us mercy, it makes complete sense that he would say, I desire mercy from us to others. He has given us mercy. Now we need to show it to others. And you look at the religious leaders. They had all the sacrifices, they had all the incense, they had all the things, like, they knew what they were doing, but they didn't have mercy. They weren't doing biblical justice. They weren't living by righteousness, and their desires were far from God, and they weren't praising God. Look at 1 Samuel fifteen twenty-two, And Samuel said, has the, Lord, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. Right off the bat, I'm seeing it's better to obey than to give some fleshly sacrifice that we live in, in this world we live in today. You know, and then John 15, 12 through 14. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, and if you do what I command you. So, the list of things, and I mentioned them a bunch of times already, but to sacrifice, also, there are things that are more important than a worldly sacrifice. And in, in Proverbs, we read it's living by righteousness and doing justice, biblical justice, Hosea 6, six. It's based off what we desire. That's more important than, than just some type of fleshly world. Oh, I'm just going to go to church because that... I need to fill, that's the sacrifice I'm making for the Lord. No, Hebrews 13, 15, sacrifice is more than just that. It's praise to God. Matthew 9, 13 tells us it's doing mercy, showing mercy to others even when they don't deserve it. Why? Because we never deserved it in the first place ourselves. 1 Samuel 15, 22, it is better to obey. Who cares if you have all the motions down and going to church or doing all these things, but if you don't actually obey the commandments in the Bible and obey the direction God specifically has or is trying to show you, come on. And then John fifteen twelve to 14, to lay down our life for our friends. 
we got these people who are holier than now Christians and I, I'm living by God. I'm sacrificing my life for him. All right, we need some people to go on the mission field and it's going to be dangerous, but people don't know the Lord. Nope, no one? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what, like the pastor's yeah, yeah. going to be like that. Yeah. When you hear these stories, like we have a, we have a missionary in India and he's he preached at our church, you know, a few months ago and um they had they had a village that they they sent someone out to. They have a Bible school and they train up these leaders in a boys home and and children's home and all this stuff. And the guy went there to preach the gospel, live among them. He died. Not natural death, but they killed him. So then, eventually, they said, all right, guys, this is what happened. We mourn, we pray, but who's next? Who's going back out there? You know what I mean? Because they're willing to lay down their life. Because sometimes, worldly sacrifice, or as I mentioned, like the Christian version of sacrifice, is totally off compared to what the biblical version of what sacrifice is. Christians think they know what sacrifice is in America, but they don't. They complain we have to wear masks in Walmart. And then some of them think I'm being a holier than now Christian. Look, I'm wearing a mask in Walmart. I'm being a good citizen. Man, real sacrifice <laughs> is living in righteousness and doing justice, biblical justice, not whining and complaining about a mask or different things in society today. Real biblical sacrifice is desiring what the was what desiring what God wants. And doing the good things that he wants us to do because that's his desire. Doing biblical justice is actually praising God. Not just sacrificing our time to sit in church. Doing biblical justice is actually showing mercy to others because Christ showed the ultimate mercy on us. Mm. And doing biblical sacrifice means to obey. Even when you talked about it in one of these last episodes. about Even when it's like when they had to go up the hill and he's going to have to sacrifice his son. Obeying is more important because when you obey through biblical sacrifice, that's when the best things can happen in your life. And biblical sacrifice means sacrificing your life for your friends and even for strangers. You don't know who you're trying to reach for the gospel. Yeah. And, and that's also my, my end point. Okay. I got, I guess, one more point, but I guess I'll, it's kind of a half-closing point. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's one thing to sacrifice something, but... It is another of what do you put in that place, right? Like, what are you doing once you've made those sacrifices? You've made that space. What are you doing from there? Um, a couple uh, scriptures come to my mind. Uh, Malachi chapter 1, God is, through Malachi, speaking to the Israelites and specifically to the priests. And he, he's kind of calling them out because they're giving, you know, these really bad sacrifices. And, you know, the issue was that their heart wasn't in it. They were just going through the motions. They said they, they were just doing the sacrifice for the sake of doing it, but really weren't actually caring about it. And God says, you know, close the temple doors. Stop lighting these useless fires. And he says, I will not accept the offering that you're giving me because it's not the offering. It's the fact that you're doing it from a bad place. And, you know, it, it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm going to church. I'm doing this. I'm doing all these things. I'm sacrificing quote unquote but if we're not actually doing it in faith or or replacing it with the right things or doing anything that you just said it's kind of pointless um it also reminds me what james says in chapter two Um, i'll go ahead and read from verse 18 to 24 um show me your faith without deeds and i will show you my faith by my deeds 
You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith, that his faith and his actions working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. And what James says is that it's not enough to just believe, right? Oh, I made some sacrifices because I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, whatever. It's like there's something more to that, right? Like I said, having mercy, having uh, uh, these other things, You know, what are you not only placing that empty stuff with, but what are you doing on top of that to live for Christ, to have that compromise, to, to follow that path, right? There has to be something more to it. It's not enough to simply believe if we're not acting upon it, if we're not uh, going above and beyond. Um, and so that's my closing thought, just to kind of add to what you said is you have to have more than just the sacrifice. It's a good point. You know, sacrifice is one thing. You have to take it a step further. You have to actually do something with it. And it's not all about how self-sacrificial you are. Because we could all just be monks who live in a monastery with nothing, but it doesn't really matter if you're not doing it in the right place, if you don't have faith, if you're not following the scripture, right? Anybody can be the most sacrificial person in the world, but it only gets you so far, Right? You have to have something else there in that compromise, in that serving of Christ, which is basically what you said. I just want to add on to that. Um, and so, yeah, that's my closing thought. Compromise for Christ. Brothers Fake Podcast, thank you guys for listening. We love you guys. Um, this was our part three of three, episode 80 or 90-something. Who cares? Um, thank you guys. We are out of here. Deuces. <laughs>